Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. There is a new book, and uh, many of you have heard of this, I'm sure, The Secret History of the Five Eyes, and it writes about CSIS, our spy agency, engaging with a human trafficker who, among others, facilitated the journey for three British teenage girls to either Syria or Iraq, but definitely to Islamic State. And uh, the families of these three teenage girls, and the story became quite large, huge story internationally about these 15 and 16-year-old girls who had gone to join ISIS and become ISIS brides. Two of them are now dead. The third one is in a, a Kurdish prison camp. Uh, the families of these three teenage girls are furious at this country and are asking what it is Canada was doing um, using a human trafficker as an information source. We'll be speaking with the lawyer for those three families in a few minutes' time. But to lead off on this, Phil Gursky is the CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting. That's BorealisThreatAndRisk.com. Phil, thanks very much for joining us. How are you? I'm very well, Roy. Thanks for getting a hold of me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, it's been a while since we talked. I think this is a good one for us to reconnect on. <laughs> so the, the Secret History of the Five Eyes, I know you've paid attention to this book by Richard Kerbadge, declares a CSIS informant was also a human smuggler who delivered intel to CSIS about individuals he was smuggling into Syria and Iraq to join ISIS. And that's where these three teenage girls get involved. What's your understanding and what's your view of this situation overall? This obviously, as you said in your introduction, this has made made huge news here, not just in Canada, but around the world. You know, Canadians, we're so apologetic, we're so nice. What are we doing facilitating getting young women to join ISIS? You know when the story broke, Roy? March of 2015. That's when it broke. That many year and a half years ago, and now it's being resurrected. So it's not news. It was been known for a very long time. It was dismissed a long time ago as being probably of not much importance. So my first question is, why is this being raised now in, in September of 2022? But, I mean, that aside, um, look, the bottom line is, and I worked for CSIS, I worked for CSC, I spent 32 years in the so-called Five Eyes. I know it very, very well. And we didn't facilitate anything as Canada. There was a person we were working with gathering intelligence, and that person assisted these young women who had gone to Turkey of their own accord, by the way, and on their own dime to join ISIS, and he merely ferried them across the border. So let's get our facts straight on this one in the first place. So what do you say the book suggests that a Scotland Yard commander warned CSIS at the time they were going too far? And the quote is, uh, in, a, in a story I read, you are turning a blind eye to their actions as a human smuggler, at CSIS, turning a blind eye to the human smuggler, because it's trumped by a rich vein of intelligence. And yeah, the story became news in 2015. I believe Turkey was the first country to alert CSIS to what was going on, or at least to let them know that they knew what was going on. Yeah. The bottom line with this, Roy, is that if you remember at the time, so I was, you know, I left CSIS and I retired in 2015. There were tens of thousands of people that joined ISIS from around the world and probably about 200 from Canada. I mean, I wrote a whole book on it called Western Foreign Fighters back in 2017. Our task as security intelligence was to figure out who's going, what are they doing when they get there? 
what is their role and can we somehow identify them so we can eventually lay criminal charges under the Canadian criminal code down the road. When you work with groups like this, the bottom line is you don't work with Mother Teresa and Girl Guide Troop 647. You work with some people who are kind of straddling that, you know, should I, should I not, legality, illegality, uh, I think, fence. And as a consequence, we're doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing, i.e. gather intelligence. Put it this way, Roy. Um, If we hadn't had the intelligence on them and they'd gone to somebody else who was not known to us and got into Iraq by a different human smuggler, if I can use the term, I'm not sure this is a human smuggler, we wouldn't have any intelligence at all. So I, I think there's a lot being made of this story. Obviously, Shemima Begum has been very, very dogmatic that she wants to come home. She's rejected ISIS. She didn't do anything bad, blah, blah, blah. Funny, she was a propagandist for them while she was with ISIS, so there's kind of a turn of, a turn of face there. So this is why it's getting so much importance now is that she is you know, trying to, to, to paint herself as a victim as opposed to somebody who joined a terrorist group that threw people off buildings and killed tens of thousands of people. Yeah, absolutely. ISIS is one of the most atrocious organizations this world has seen. However, and I'm not making however as far as ISIS is concerned, for many people, when you're dealing with a story that involves 15 and 16-year-old girls who make the decision to go and join, become ISIS brides, and the person who's helping them get over to the border into uh, Syria or Iraq and join ISIS, and our national spy agency is involved with this individual, it does leave an unsavory taste in people's mouths. And I'm just curious, since with all of your experience in the intelligence agency field, Phil, is that fairly standard operating procedure for intelligence services? We will get the information that we require any way we have to, within certain uh, bounds, I'm sure, but we will get the information that we require. The mandate of CSIS and CSC, Roy, and other intelligence agencies is to, is to gather intelligence, evaluate it for its accuracy, corroborate it from multiple sources, and then advise government on what they know. I think government can decide to use it or not use it. In Canada, we're not great at using intelligence like the Americans and the Brits are, but that's a whole other conversation we need to have. There are limits, absolutely. You cannot do something that is class, like you can't kill someone, I don't think, in order to gain intelligence. But there is a lot of gray there, and, and I think... A lot of this is kind of, you know, hindsight's 2020, right? If, you know, if we knew everything in 2015 that we know now, maybe the decision would have been different. But I, I don't know what went into the decision-making process at the time. This wasn't one of the files that I was working on. But I do think that, obviously, as I said earlier, you do work for some unsavory characters, and, and you got to do so carefully because you're, you're constantly looking at human rights. You're looking at, at laws across the world. But at the same time, you're dealing with a terrorist organization that doesn't, that doesn't obey any laws. It doesn't care about the rules that we play by. So it is a, it's a delicate dance that you do. I think we do it well. Uh, I'm not saying we do it perfectly, but I think that we do the best we can given the resources and uh, and the mandate that we have. Okay, now the families, as you know, and we're going to talk to their lawyer in a couple of minutes, the families, as you know, Phil, are asking for or demanding an inquiry by the Canadian government. What's your response to that? And do you expect an inquiry to, in fact, happen? The Prime Minister says uh, he seems to be uh, supporting CSIS, which is which he didn't do uh, in 2015, <laughs> but he's saying, he's saying the Agencies have to be flexible and creative, quote-unquote. Yeah, uh, look at Roy. We, we, we do royal commissions like we have beers at night. I mean, it seems to be a Canadian tradition that whatever happens, we have a royal commission. We do have a security intelligence review agency in Canada. We have other bodies. Canada is the most regulated environment for national security. The CSIS Act, Roy, is two-thirds regulation, and one-third will be can, can and cannot do. So, yeah, sure, let's look into it. Let's look at who knew what at the time, what decisions were made, why they were made, based on what information, and did we act in, in all honesty, in, in, in candor, in, in, in conjunction with our 
our mandate to do what we wanted to do. So I have no problem with the questions being asked, but let's not apply seven and a half years of hindsight to this, when at the time, the, the, key, the number one thing is, you know, how do we find out more about ISIS so we can help them, we can help our partners stop them killing tens of thousands of people. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.